Hey, Warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Sync. So we would like to thank all of you for joining us again and Today, we have a super special guest that I am like so stoked about um, because I think it's something that on our last episode, we talked about wanting to be empowered sexually. And so when we um, thought, I was like, oh my gosh, we need to talk to the lovely and beautiful Lauren Joyce because she has some great information for us. And she also has a program that I will let her tell you about at the end. But um, welcome, Lauren. Thank you so much for coming to talk to us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so I think we'll give you a little a little um, info on our last episode. Perfect. And, um, and then we can kind of flow into it. But before we do that, just for those people who don't know you or um, have heard of you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into this, how you landed here? It's an interesting occupation. It, that it is. So my name's Lauren Joyce. I'm a sex, love, and relationship coach and founder of The Magnetic Woman. And I help women really tap into their feminine power and their personal power in life and relationships through tapping into their sensuality and their sexual essence. So I was raised Catholic, went to Catholic school for 10 years. So if you would have told me I was going to be like anything to do with sex, I would have thought that you were nuts, right? There was like a time in my life I'll be very brief where I thought I was going to become a nun. So like there, there was like nothing in my life that would have, uh, obviously led me down this path. Yeah. So, right. So I was like, here I am raised Catholic taking the road very much like traveled. The idea of like femininity, sensuality was foreign and in my opinion something I probably thought I was like better than because I was intelligent and independent and I didn't need to be feminine and then I was 25 and my dad passed away and I had no idea how to handle the loss like had never experienced anything like that in my life and I remember within a month I was in a grief counselor's office and I look at her and I was like I don't know how it's possible, but I want this to make me a better person because I see that it could, I could just get stuck in this very easily. A few months later, I somehow find myself in a program all about living a pleasurable life, which let's be real, I thought was just going to be like an excuse to eat chocolate cake every day. <laughs> Little did I know 
this lady had other plans and it was all about the feminine sensuality sexuality and really navigating the world as an empowered woman and it was like everything I had ever been searching for outside of myself and it really helped me move through the grief and the loss that I was experiencing Mm, yeah I felt happier I felt more confident I had deeper friendships that I'd ever than I'd ever experienced men were responding to me differently it was like a whole different universe and I thought you know what if this work if this information can help me who was shut down in my body very self-conscious again like very naive in terms of sex and sexuality and just like raised catholic lots of that indoctrination if this work could help me become happy while I was navigating this grief like I wanted to help other women do the same so I basically spent the last eight years obsessed with learning (laughs) anything and everything that I can about relationships communication sex sexual empowerment women's empowerment sensuality femininity all of it yeah and so you know along the way I started a coaching business started calling myself the magnetic woman because that's how I felt and here we are years later yeah so it's funny because as you're talking I feel like um we're old friends I listened to six episodes today so (laughs) So you already know all this you know my life story I'm like I'm like yeah I know about that and that and that and and it was while I was driving so I kind of felt like we were talking so I was like we just talked about this and we just talked we did we did just talk about it like when you said before the recording if there's anything you need to say now it's like no I've probably already said it all on my podcast so you know here we are um, no, it, it was that we appreciate you saying all of those things and you, you all really do need to check out her podcast. There's oh, so thanks. great. There is some information in there that I think that our listeners, um, are really like searching for and seeking out because mm-hmm. after we just had our one episode last week, that was pretty open yes. about yeah. sex and sexuality and pleasure. Um, we've had some responses where people are saying, oh my God, <laughs> thank God somebody else is saying these things. Yeah. And, That's what uh, I get a lot too. Yeah. I, I don't think people, well, you know, we know we, we did it. And so we did this yeah. podcast. We've never talked about sex. Mm-mm. Yeah. Ever, ever, yep. ever, ever. So this is yep. all new to us. And, um, and so- our significant others were on the podcast with us. Oh, um, I'm just going to speak for myself for now. And I'll let Amy say what she's going to say. But after we had that conversation and had, did that podcast, a few things changed for us sexually in our relationship and it was for the better. It was, was, I'm sure you hear this a lot, but once you start communicating after the recording that night, it was, it was like of another world. (laughs) I don't even know what the hell happened. So yeah, it changes everything. Just having that communication. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. I wanted to ask you, cause you were talking about like an empowerment and I know in one of your episodes, you were saying that, you know, we can't be empowered unless we're empowered sexually yep. and in, in touch with that. And I just think it's so interesting because women empowerment is, is displayed so differently in the United States. It's all yeah. around centered around like work and being mm-hmm. a mom. And like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like success. It has a lot to do with 
how successful yeah. you are and yep. it's just and how hard you work yes and how hard oh, you work oh god hustle Gross. hustle mm-hmm. hustle mm-hmm. that yeah. hustle mindset which but fuck the puritans that's what i say on that one <laughs> that's right you said that and i was like yeah fuck the puritans <laughs> fuck the puritans they I'm really like, like going down to see wrong i'm like fuck you puritans <laughs> this is why i'm so repressed yeah, exactly. I mean, in all reality, like, thank thank goodness you can hear the dog. Sorry. Hey, uh, <laughs> thank goodness for the Puritans, right? And at the same time, like, this entire idea that we have to work ourselves to the bone, that we have to bleed in order to prove that we deserve rest or relaxation or whatever yeah. is so detrimental, especially to women, because the patriarchy has set up a system where men and the masculine are above women and the feminine, right? So women and the feminine are worth less than men and the masculine. Right. Yeah. And we are constantly as women playing the game of what I call enoughness. We're walking this tightrope of, I don't want to be too much, but I'm also terrified of not being enough. Yep. And that comes out in this entire idea of like hustling working yourself to the bone burning out this idea of like being a powerful and independent woman and super mom and this and that and it's like no all of that you're just trying to prove that you're enough right which you never can because the game is rigged against you yeah and they keep moving (laughs) they keep moving the target because they're like oh shit they almost got there yeah let's move it again Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah yeah i was gonna ask about that because i loved the the conversations you had around the patriarchy and Mm -hmm, the enough is enough and like never gonna be enough because it's this made-up idea yeah that men it is (laughs) yeah yeah. and it was a way to keep women especially disconnected from our power and does and more importantly disconnected from our bodies so bringing this back to what you were saying like i deeply believe that women's empowerment is moving into a space and will be moving into a space where more and more women are going to do sexual empowerment work because we're seeing more and more how past sexual trauma past Mm -hmm. abuse past even what i call covert trauma which people wouldn't if you ask them like oh have you ever had trauma around your sexuality Mm -hmm. I would have said no right because it's not I never experienced anything that most people think of right like right right but was I slut shamed yes was I told not to show off my body like hello catholic conditioning right like all of that registers as trauma in our system as women not to mention the statistic is one in three women has experienced some kind of sexual trauma and genetically trauma is passed down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In ourselves. You know what I mean? So, and I think women, the world, but women especially are starting to connect the dots a little bit more of like, Oh, that thing that made me feel really uncomfortable in my body when I was 12 is the reason why I can only have sex with the lights off. Ah, yeah. And that's well, why I say that you can't be fully empowered until you're sexually empowered because it's still this area that is so in the shadow, right. so taboo. Most women feel really uncomfortable talking about it. They suffer or are in pain or wonder if they're normal, alone, and in isolation. And then we go out into the world 
and try and put on this facade of like, I'm in my power because I'm independent and making a lot of money. Yeah. Right. I think that that, that's a really good point. The trauma could also be the repression and the shame that you're raised with. Um, I I just, you know, my whole life, I tried to figure out where that was coming from and I never had a significant, I mean, I think we've all had situations that were not good with sexual (laughs) partners, but I think that it was mostly the conditioning. Yep. Totally. Totally. And, and I think that, the more we normalize the conversation mm-hmm. the, and the more we normalize wanting to have good, healthy, better sex. Yeah. The, you know, the better I talk to so many women who are like, well, I mean, it's fine. Or like <laughs> it happens yeah. and it's like, yeah, but most of my friends aren't having sex at all. So the fact that it just kind of happens, even yeah. though it's not great, like, yeah. win for me and it's like oh really? you spend your life oh my gosh and it's, a, and it's a, let me just say that's not a judgment it's just like there's so much more available but right we tend to set the little the limits and settle so quickly as women mm-hmm. i heard recently it's something like um there was a company that put like the salary range for job postings online and women asked for less than the posted salary and men would ask for more. What? <laughs> it's the same. Think about it. It's the same thing as most women in the bedroom, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. I the say, same. I say how you show up in bed is how you show up in life. Yeah. Wow. Damn. <laughs> like, are you faking it? Are you just trying to get through wow. to the end? Just try. Yeah. Well, not anymore, but just trying right. to get through is where I was. Exactly. I just, like, that was a huge, like mind blow. And like, that was a pretty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Connection are, there. Yeah. We're like making. <laughs> and again, we all have, we, and again, it's, this is why these, these conversations need to be normalized. Like we all have cringy moments or times in our lives where we're like, Oh God, if that's how I show up in life, like, ugh, no, yeah. thank you. We all have experiences where, we maybe weren't fully comfortable, but we went ahead with it. You know, it's like you do the best you can with the information that you have. Right. And the majority of women are so woefully un and undereducated about our bodies, yes. Yes. pleasure, orgasm, and sex. And it's mm-hmm. like, you just don't know until you know. So whatever has happened in the past, however cringeworthy it is, or whatever is happening now, it's like, you're doing the best that you can with what you have. And hopefully this podcast, other podcasts like it will open up the door and the opportunity for you to have more and to say yes to yourself. Yeah. Wow. I think that, that the biggest part of what our, I think our, both of our hurdles were and our listeners was just the uncomfortableness because it's not normalized and you know, it it is just a very, very uncomfortable topic. And unless you're like complaining about like how you like had to do it last night or like how you got out of it, like that, those are the only things that are normalized and okay to say. Yep. Yeah. Nothing, nothing positive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, and Sarah and I came to the conclusion after the rape culture episode that we had, we were raised with two choices and it was either consent or no, never yep. was there like, you know, 
pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Never pleasure was never in that equation. No, pleasure's not talked about for sexual right. education or we can no. for women, right? Like for like, guy. For guy, yeah, absolutely, because that's just right. That's just normalized. That's yeah. that's a thing right. that happens and and it's you know, necessary. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> quote unquote. Give me a break. <laughs> if, okay, so if it's not really enjoyable and the pleasure isn't there and we don't feel like we even want to communicate it because I think before we talked about it, it was just like, well, that's just how it is. You know, like this is how it is. This is how it is for women, whatever. Like you just have that mindset. Yeah. And how do, how do we motivate our friends to become empowered sexually? Like how can you ask somebody? Cause when we ask those questions to our friends, it's like, Oh, they'll shut us down yeah. so fast. Start well, hanging out with me. We talk about yeah. all day long. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it is, like we talked about before, it's like, oh yeah, I mean, when I can't fake a headache, it's yeah, yeah or exactly. If he, if he does the laundry, then yeah. Oh my but, god. And there's again, no no judgment because that is where I lived for forty two years. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. No judgment whatsoever. No judgment no, no, no. at all. I'm, all I'm saying is that if this repressed Catholic girl can bust out, like, so can you. Exactly. <laughs> like, uh, you know, and, and I do feel, though, that you have to have um, the right partner if that's the sort of way you're wanting. You know what I mean? If you want pleasure with a partner, you can't, it can't, I don't know. There, there has to be the right person for someone who's going to be patient enough with you being so like <laughs> I used to like close my eyes and, and and close my ears and literally like la 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 when Mike would try to talk about it. I'm not even kidding you. I yeah. Go, no 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 no. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. He was like, what? The <laughs> yeah yeah. I was like, we do not say such words, right? <laughs> Even though we just did it, but let's not say right. the word, right? No. We can do the action. We are not going talk to talk about, about that. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it's just, even though it's very recent in the past, it seems ridiculous yeah. where I'm standing now. Well, so first and foremost, I think it's really important for how to get people comfortable about it. It's like a two-prong process, it's like a two-way thing, right? First is when you're wanting to explore it, when you're wanting to learn more, come out of your shell, whatever it is. You need to be in a community where the conversations are normalized, right? So if that is not your close circle of friends and you're just trying, you're just coming up at it yourself, like don't go to them. They're not going to help you. <laughs> They're going to be like, it's like crabs in a bucket. We as women, we've been taught to yes. connect through complaining. We've been taught to connect through how bad are things for you. Yes. How oh much gosh, can you yes. martyr yourself? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let me tell you, I can How martyr myself more. <laughs> yeah. How tired are you? How mm-hmm. hard are you working? That's how we've been taught to connect with each other, right? Damn. And a bunch of mic drop moments here. Yeah. Lord. Jeez. <laughs> Girl, I'm full of them. So just like that. <laughs> um, but, and again, like, I, I feel like every time I ever do an interview, a podcast, I write, like, it always comes back to the motherfucking patriarchy, but that really is where it all lies. Because yeah, right, right. I think when we understand that it's like this system that has been at play for 3,000 years, mm-hmm. it also can take a lot of the self-judgment, self-blame, self-criticism 
out of the equation. And that's where so many women love to live. Right. And I like me as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you are in a group of friends and they're like, who has faked the most headaches this week? You're the winner. (laughs) And you're like, actually, I think I want better sex. Like you're not going to get the support from them because what you're doing shows them that there's a different way and they may not be ready to see it yet. Mm -hmm. Right. So you need to be in a community where amazing sex is normalized. Sexual empowerment is normalized conversations about not just good sex, great sex, sexual empowerment, but also like what you're struggling with or what maybe you've never told anybody or the shame that you experience where that is normalized. So that's the first thing. Then when you get like your legs under you a little bit, you get to be the embodiment and the example for your friends. You get to be the invitation for them of like, yeah, that's where I lived for 42 years. And this is what I did to change it. I'd love to be a stand for you. Right. And like, yeah, yeah stand yeah. for you to change it too and invite you into this. I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. Let's do it because seriously, we are such good examples of people who would just didn't click for, for so long. Yeah. Until we started talking. And like, yeah. So just like one, you know, being in a community where it's normalized and then being the stand for other women when you feel a little bit more comfortable and confident in it, confident in it yourself. I think that starting the conversation is probably the hardest part. And then once you start it, it's easy to continue and like even go deeper into it. Yeah, definitely. Can I be honest and say that listening to your podcast and you use the word pussy so much and every time I'm like, (laughs) still, I, that's the word I'm like, Oh, so turning to us about that. Yeah. Talk to us about how you like empowered, became empowered with that word and yeah. So, I mean, I was the same way. Like I, it was not like I was over here using the word pussy all the time. Um, that, that program that I took around living a pleasurable life was with Regina Thomas Howard and she wrote a book called pussy a reclamation. And she's been doing work in terms of women's empowerment, sexual empowerment for like the last 20 years. And Again, here I was this like good little Catholic girl first day, first day in class. And I'm like, I'm going to be an A student. She's like, your power is held in your pussy. And I was like, and so much for being an A student. I'm not going to say that. I'm not doing any of these assignments. You want me to what? Oh my gosh. Call yeah. down there what? No. <laughs> it's down there, right? Yeah, like, right? And I use it to get things. Like I get. Yeah. yeah connection or commitment out of a guy if I use it right you know right exactly so studying with and and um taking courses with Regina you know I really um took took on and took in her perspective right so the word pussy has been used to mean like weak Mm -hmm. right it's it's a judgment. It's a criticism. Mm-hmm. It feels gross when guys use it, when they're say, they say they're going to get some pussy. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet, if you ask most women what they were told their genitals were growing up, 
you're going to get a lot of people that say nothing. Like mm-hmm. they were told to call it nothing or down there. Down there. Yeah. Private. <laughs> yeah. Private. Cutesy names. Some women will say vagina. That's not correct. I learned that from you today. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I said to so, Sarah, I said, do you realize it's not a vagina? You've got to tell me all about it. I'm very kidding. I was, yes. like, I was like, there's the vaginal canal, but this is not a vagina. Not a vagina. So the I was outward- so proud of myself for being able to say the word vagina. And here I'm saying it improperly <laughs> so so on that note right the the outward genitals the are the vulva it's the vulva your clitoris right. your outer yeah. labia inner labia that's your vulva your vagina is the entrance of your vaginal canal to your cervix that's it oh wow. 90 90 on the podcast episode that i did that came out the day we're recording this um, I say, ninety percent of women would fail an anatomy test. Yeah, on their yeah. on their genitals and their reproductive organs, and that's why I say, like, we're so un and undereducated in our own bodies. Like, yeah, yeah, no fucking wonder we feel disempowered in the world. Mm-hmm. So, this idea of using the word pussy, I use pussy to really refer to my vulva. Mm-hmm. I also, I personify her. She is my, like, I'll say, oh yeah, I connected to pussy and this is what she told me. My connection to my truth, Mm -hmm. my intuition, to a sense of spirituality, really. Yeah. I say that the patriarchy, like, was super smart because they took the feminine out of the divine, right? Mm -hmm. They made the one God male. Yeah. Yeah. LOL, because if anything was going to create life, really, it was a guy. Okay. Not the one that brings life into the world. Fine. Well, that's right. the that's whole conversation for a later date. Right. And they took the divine out of the body, especially for us as women. They made us think our bodies were wrong, dirty, like yes. menstruation is this dirty thing. Childbirth yeah. is this horrific event. When yeah. thousands of years ago, the female body body specifically the vulva was revered as magical yeah because above, it is because it is <laughs> right it's like above sacred temples there would be carvings of vulvas wow because the ancients knew like oh this is what brings life into the world it right. breeds every yeah. month without dying yeah. you bring life into the world and then you nourish that life from your body that's amazing yeah. yeah, let's honor that, right? So for me, the word pussy, it, it is a reclamation. It's like you're using it in all of these ways that don't even begin to describe the beauty, the magic, the wonder that it is. Right. And there's there's so much power in language. So if we're all using a word, right, and a right word, right? So not vagina. Using yeah. a, a like <laughs> yeah. a correct in quotes term. Like that's empowering for a woman to be like, no, this pussy is mine. This is not a pussy for you to get. This is yeah. mine yeah. to decide with if I think you are worthy enough <laughs> to experience it. I feel it's, like I'm at church. It's all yeah. <laughs> pussy church over here, lady. Pussy church. <laughs> 
It's like uh, reclaiming it and taking it, it back is, yeah. and giving yeah. that power back to yourself. To and and yeah. exactly. taking it away from the yeah. people who ruined it. And again, the patriarchy. You know, the patriarchy. <laughs> the motherfucking um, patriarchy. Seriously. And and so I use the word, one, I've become very comfortable with it. And when I first started using it, I would be like, my <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Like, and now, obviously, I throw it around like every other word. But part of that also is because I'm such a stand in the community that I've created to be like, I will be loud. I will be outrageous. I will make you realize you can be comfortable in this. Right, right. And so many women, they're so afraid. The fear, I think the deepest fear of women, of the feminine, is it's not okay to be my full self. Yeah. Yeah. Under that is the fear that I will die if I'm my full self. Because for hundreds, thousands of years... We were put to death for it, right? We yeah. won't be now in the Western world, really. And so I want to be a stand for women to be like, no, you can be sexually empowered. You can say pussy. You can dress however the fuck you want to dress. You can talk about sex all day long. You can talk about your organisms and be safe in the world and make money in the world. Right. And feel powerful and have friends and have a loving partner and be an incredible mother like the madonna whore paradigm is like yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. old news you're either good or sexual right right so when a lot of women become mothers it's like oh well i have to like check my sexuality at the door yeah mother and it's like no let's be a stand and show our daughters our son i don't have kids the collective are right <laughs> show the little girl show the little boys what it looks like to to be in the presence of an empowered woman who owns her body right right yeah my gosh I, so at first when you were saying that you didn't think or you are saying that women cannot be fully empowered unless they're sexually empowered i was like how how is that you know yeah right. after mm-hmm. hearing you say all of that i'm like um yeah right it makes so much sense because if we can't have full power over our mm-hmm. entire body and ourselves and the most magical thing that we possess in our sexuality, I, I just, it all makes sense now. Because well, and think about, I know you guys did an episode, you talked a lot about rape culture, right? It's like, yes. if most women were told that their genitals were down there and private parts, yeah, why... Like, why would we feel empowered to report? Right. Yeah. Rape or not take it on as our fault. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If we aren't taught that our bodies are ours. Yeah. Right. You know, it's when a woman embodies that. And let's say, for example, she has sons. Right. That transmutes to the little boys, too. It's like, right. oh, my mom te- is teaching me like. Uh, what it means <laughs> right consent or women's empowerment right. yeah and it doesn't feel weird because she's obviously living it talk to us a little bit about slut shaming slut shaming so i actually just wrote a post about this called the slut wound because i feel like so many women there's this deep fear that you'll be fle- seen as a slut right like don't be too flirtatious don't wear that i've even had women tell me they don't initiate sex with their husbands because they don't want to seem slutty 
the idea like slut shaming only works if you have the fear that if you're identified as a slut that means bad and wrong things like bad things mm-hmm. about you ah, interesting i see if you don't believe that which it takes a lot of like mental reprogramming and deconditioning then slut shaming doesn't work right but slut right. shaming is just another another tool of the patriarchy to keep us terrified of our bodies and our sexuality and being emboldened with it yeah yeah i mean let's be real they set up the entire bible under the premise that women are temptresses and we cause the fall of man because of our tempting nature right oh i know that yeah right so it's like it is it's been so baked into the cake of the patriarchy that it is near impossible i think for a woman unless she has done work mentally emotionally physically around her sensuality and her sexuality to not be afraid of being called a slut or be to not be afraid of slut shaming or even internalize your own slut shaming yeah your own judgment and shame on how you're showing up in bed yeah we're not showing up in bed right yeah so like i know that my sex life not to be like too graphic there's not too too yeah please i know but like randy's on this podcast a lot so i don't know i guess it doesn't matter right but whatever um, but we're I'm, still new at this. Yeah. So, like, yeah. You guys open. are doing amazing. <laughs> but our sex life has always been pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we've been yeah. experimented with different things. Um, and, like, just in terms of, like, positions and, yeah. um, you know, different places like you know like not at home and like right out and like the danger of it and do you know that kind of thing so I feel like we've had you know a good good terms with that but we don't really like talk about it it's more like one of us is like hey this would be fun. hey like well so for instance let's go we were, we were out i mean this hasn't happened forever but <laughs> hashtag covid um but we were out at a bar and i was like do you want to go to the bathroom and he's like yep and that was like that was it like we didn't talk about it she's after blushing we did it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, i love it I don't know. I just, I felt like I haven't really told people about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We haven't talked no. about it. No, why would you ever tell anyone? Because people would then judge the fuck out of you. Right. Okay. Yeah. So there were For times. me, I'm just like. I know. Same. Do go. Same. But I, Same. Like, I felt like dirty for doing Heck that. yeah. I know. Like, I yeah. felt like I was, I was like, I can't ever tell anybody this because they're going to think I'm a slut. And and I met, like, we've been married. We've been together for yeah. 17 years. Like, And even if you weren't married, you still wouldn't be a slut. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Like, yeah. we put, we've been taught as women to put conditions on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did this thing and it felt bad, but at least I didn't X, Y, Z. Or yeah. at least I, at le- you know, or, you know, it seems like... You, because under it, it's like, that sounds like it was an incredibly thrilling, exhilarating, passionate experience. It was. It was. Right? And so we've, like, we're not shown how to just be like, yeah, I brag that I had, like, epic bathroom sex with my husband. 
Listen, here a guy, Period. a guy would say exactly that. Yeah, that's exactly right. what they would say. They'd be like, "That was awesome," yeah. and move on with their life. Right. Totally. Never, never think. And so, and we we've even been taught to put conditions around like our our wins, our successes, like in in work or in business. Like, oh, I just passed this milestone, but you know, like it took me ten years, and I was like really exact. Like we have to like put a condition or prove right. that it's not that great or we weren't that bad or yeah. whatever instead of just being like no I had epic bathroom sex with my husband right and it was hot <laughs> and I want to do it again yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I just and we have since um good <laughs> so we've done it more than once but good. It's, those kinds of things though are so few and far between in my like motivation if you don't know then how do you know because right. i feel like movies and television yeah. and social media are a fucking lie and if you're not talking about it with your friends how yep. do you know like that's you don't it. like i only know now because my uh, partner, my boyfriend is very open to that. And that's the only reason that I know. And I thought maybe this is something that other people should know. Yep. Yeah. Really, exactly. he, didn't, he didn't believe me at all that women felt this way. Yeah. Because it's not men's lived experience. And they have their, they're not going to tell you this. They're going no, to do they're... what you expect them to do yeah they're just gonna fake it to get it over with yeah most women do right like men have their own and i'm such a huge stand for men i love men like i deeply stand for women to heal their relationship with men because most women are very angry very resentful Mm -hmm. and um to a degree hate men right um men have their own conditioning around sex around relationships around intimacy it is a very different conditioning than us yeah their lived experience and their conditioning around sex is is very different it's basically the opposite right so yeah men are like oh i don't think women would feel that way but we're also like i don't understand why you can't tell me that you're sad right now yeah Yeah. you know so so we all all humans like we all have really shitty conditioning (laughs) we all have we all have past pains past wounds past traumas that are playing out real time if they're unchecked and unhealed so there's that but yeah i think men don't get it because it's not their lived experience right like my boyfriend and I, the other day, we were talking about past trips that we took. And he was, like, showing me pictures about how he was in on some Caribbean island. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, look at this picture. I, like, swam across this little channel the one night. And I was just like, we tra- have traveled so differently. I've done a ton of traveling on my own. But I was like, I would never have had that experience. I would have never gone out at night by myself to swim right, across the channel. Right, right, exactly. right. Like, that's just not even in my realm of reality as a thought I would have. Sure, yeah. 
you know, so they have a very different lived experience. So I know already answered this sort of, but let's just say, because I know that there's people out there listening right now, um, who let's say really are at the very beginning stages of this. And even us bringing it up is is probably is maybe the first time that they've thought it could be different or that they're missing something, not missing something, but they have, they've, um, agreed to a different story that they don't have to agree to anymore. Yep. What would be the first step for them? Because I have to tell you that before we started talking about this, I freaking like scoured the internet. I was like, I will find a sex therapist or I will get hypnotized or I will do this or I will do that. And strangely enough, just having this conversations and having a supportive partner who's really open helped break whatever fucking wounds and bonds that I had. But let's just say someone doesn't have that partner, doesn't have the friends. Like, what do they do to start the journey? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you have to know where you are, right? And for some people, therapy, sex therapists are are great. For some people, it is. Like, hypnotism, for some people, they might feel comfortable first going to their doctor's. I mean, of course, like shameless plug, it's like, follow me, join my Facebook group. Like I'm, I am full on on all the resources and all of the content that you'll probably need. But I think first things first is to really like commend yourself and find yourself right for even being open to a different reality, even being open to something else. Yeah. And, you know, I always say, the quickest way to get out of judgment, shame, and disapproval is radical self-approval. So it's like, whatever has happened in the past, wherever you are in this moment, like that is so right. You are so right for everything you've experienced, everything that's held you back. And you're so right in wanting something else. And then staying open, right? Like start searching Instagram, searching the internet, like, Again, now this content is becoming more available and more people are talking about it and more people are open. So I might not be your cup of tea or favorite flavor of espresso. <laughs> I consider myself much more of an espresso than a tea. I'm like a quick shot of tea. <laughs> um, that might not be your thing. That's fine. You know, and it's like, again, you anybody who's listening who, if you want someone or something else, you can totally reach out to me. I'm plugged into so much of it, plugged into other people, have tons of colleagues. Um, And I think the other thing is, you know, be really gentle on yourself. Like it's going to take some time. Mm -hmm. It's going to take relearning or learning. It's going to take dismantling of beliefs, of stories of even in some ways parts of your quote unquote identity, which is like not really your core identity as a person, but the like, I'm not a slut. I'm a good girl. Like that identity that you don't really even want, but you just carry on as like a badge of honor. Um, and it might be uncomfortable and it might be hard and it might be painful at points, you know? And so being in a community again of other women who talk about this stuff, who are exploring it for themselves is going to be vital. Yeah. So tell us about your program and um, 
the different it, options. Yeah, I think it started already, right? So do you have anything that... Yeah, so I work with... Still? Yeah. Yeah, I work with people in so many different ways. So okay. I take on one-on-one clients um, for packages as short as like a month, up to six months. Um, I have tons of self-study courses on my website. Again, if you follow me or join my Facebook group, I'm always promoting something or I have like bundles of content that I sell. Um, and my signature program is called seductress and it's four months long. And I say it's everything that you never learned about your body, sex, pleasure, and relationships. Um, and yeah, and I have a few other group programs that I want run. Cause again, I think it's really important for women to be in community and doing this work. Um, yeah. And so seductress is, it's a combination of content, right? Where I give you like, this is your vulva and this is your vagina. <laughs> and then oh, I also do, there's meditations, there's embodiment practices. Cause for me, being a woman who is sexually empowered, like I can talk about this stuff on blue in the face. And when I run my programs, when I work with clients, there is a heavy emphasis on embodiment, on self-pleasuring, on sensuality, on like getting to know your body, on embodying different elements of your sexuality, like your seductress or, you know, your inner whatever you want to explore. Because to me, that really is how you then feel comfortable in it, right? Like it's one thing to be like, oh, wow, the patriarchy. Yeah, fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> and then it's another thing to be able to walk down the street and feel comfortable even if you're getting attention. I I do, as I was listening to your podcast today, binging it, I, a couple things it made me think about. One was the un, I don't know, acceptance of my own personal body from the doesn't matter weight, doesn't matter age, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Hate it, right? Always like that has been consistent and how that's also intertwined because yeah. I never was like, I am owning this, you know? Yeah. No matter which stage I was in. So I think that so much is wrapped up mm-hmm. in this. And you talk a lot about even work too or business. It's, it's really, yeah. yeah. I mean, it really all ties together because your power is not something that I feel like people, well, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. People I'll say don't want you to have. Yeah. Yeah. Even don't Uh want you to have it. And it's because you have something that, um, wait, what is it you said in the one podcast? I loved it so much. That if I trigger someone, which I keep doing right now in my life somehow and triggering the hell out of people, but you said it in such a positive way. You were like, if I'm triggering you, it's because. Yeah. Well, first I say, if I trigger you, then you need to work with me. Right. <laughs> so I guess if I'm triggering someone, they need to be my friends. They need to come see me. Exactly. <laughs> but what's under it, what's under it is there's a part. So let's say I meet a woman and her name is Sally. And Sally's instantly like, this happens to me all the time. I don't like Lauren, right? I trigger women all the time. She probably just says it. She's like, not not even phase. I love it. No. I I actually had a woman recently reach out to me and she's like, 
Um, we attended the same event three years ago and you really triggered me and I was wondering if we could talk about it. And I was like, who are you? Like, I don't even remember me. Like, we were just in the same place. Like, uh, okay. Um, anyways, so uh, Sally's like, I don't like Lauren. It's because there is something in me or a lot of things about me that Sally wants. She wants to feel sexy, comfortable in her body, expressed, whatever it is. And I'm just mirroring back to her, like, you can be this way and be safe, be respected, be loved, be whatever you're afraid you won't be if you do this thing. And so initially, right away, for most people, that is too much. So it's easier to make me, it's easier for Sally to make me wrong and hate me than to admit to herself there are parts of her that are like dead inside or dying to be expressed. Yeah. I always feel like I'm drawn to those people instead of triggered by them. Like if, yeah, but maybe you're more involved than the rest of everybody. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, but I do think that there are some people, I mean, I, I've been triggered by people and I'm at a point where I can be like, oh, that person really triggers me and I kind of want to hate them. So, ooh, let me watch what they're doing. Like, what is it about them, you know? And I get more um, inquisitive about it. But yeah, I love that you're drawn to the people that you feel like do that for you. Yeah, I I don't know. Because I'm like, well, if I want to be that... I need to yeah. be with them. Unless it's and... unless you don't even realize that you want to be that. That's um, more of what it is. That okay. a month or two ago, even just a month or two ago, I may have felt the same way about you. I may have been oh, yeah. like, yeah. I don't know about her. Like, right. why is she saying these sort of words? She says, oh, she says the <laughs> keyword. She says you the know, keyword and where's the animal print? No, thank you. <laughs> oh my God. Amy's entire closet is leopard print. It is. Oh, perfect. Uh, I knew we were soulmates. Yeah. Yes. So I think that it's when you know that you want this, um, it's a different thing than if you're, you know, like it's somewhere subconsciously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like bust out of your, uh, sec- with your sexuality or your job or your friendships or whatever it is you want to do. If it's something yeah. just, you're like, I don't, I don't even, sometimes you're like, I don't fucking know why I even hate you. Like I just, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Like I find myself drawn to you now because I know that this is something I want to continue to like have. Right. Yeah, totally. Scratch the surface. I know. Yes. Scratched an itch. And it failed. We'll scratch all the itches. (laughs) Multiple. Multiple itches. Multiple times. (laughs) Um, So I have one last question. I don't know if you hit me anymore, but um, I have one last question for you. I, we've, we talked about this as well on the last episode, I think was that we are both on antidepressants, mm. which are known to um, suppress, suppress your, your sexual drive. drive. Yes. Yeah. Did, is there a way past that? Or is that something that's just because it's medicinal that there's no way to get past that? So obviously I, I am not a doctor. I am never going to advise anybody about anything pharmaceutical, right? And I think... 
to me, pleasure and sensuality are so deeply intertwined, right? When you think of something that is pleasurable, just in general in life, it is typically sensual. It includes one of your senses, Mm -hmm. right? Or emotionally, right? Pleasurable. To me, pleasure begets pleasure. Turn on creates more turn on. So I don't agree with any notion of like a quote normal libido because I think everybody has different desires for frequency of sex mm-hmm. and depending on the phase of your cycle, the phase of your life, how much stress at work, you might want it a little bit more, or a little bit less, right? So holding ourselves to any kind of standard, I think just again, puts us in this game of, oh God, I don't want sex enough or I want it too much or whatever. So I think for for antidepressants or medications that quote unquote impact your sex drive, focus more on filling your entire day with pleasure. Yeah. Sensual experiences. And let go of this notion of like what your sex drive needs to look like. And again, to me, pleasure is just like a snowball. So the more you focus on incorporating pleasure into your day, the more you might be up for sex and even more sex than you were before, right? So I don't think anything is like a definite, like, okay, you're on antidepressants. That means your sex drive is low. And I yeah. think that... Good luck. Right. <laughs> that's what it feels like. Well, that's, it, what, that's, it feels that's like. what it felt like. Like, oh. I haven't changed my medicine. Right, right. And okay. I am like, my sex drive is like through the roof now. So... right. But I, I, I want to say one quick thing before you say oh, that. Yeah. I that you're the so that our listeners understand because maybe they don't and I've just listened to six of your episodes, so now I know. <laughs> when you say pleasure, what I love is you're talking about um the cup of coffee in the morning and smelling mm-hmm. it and feeling it. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a bath, you're talking about, you know, the the putting the windows down and driving with the music loud. Like being those sorts of pleasure, it's not like you're like masturbating all over the place all day long. That's not what you're I mean, saying. Like, I think people would use that if I didn't say and, that. Yes. And if you want to self-pleasure all day long, all over everything, good like, good for you. I'm here for permission slip. And yes, when I talk about pleasure, that's why, again, sexuality and sensuality have like been co-opted to be the same thing, and they're not. You can have a cup of coffee in the morning and just take it to the face to get the caffeine rush while you're on social media, checking your email, already feeling like you're not doing enough and you've only been awake for 10 minutes. Or you can make your coffee a sensual experience. Add a little bit of cinnamon. Put it in a beautiful mug. Don't look at your phone while you're drinking your coffee. Play some music. Light a candle. Hold the cup. Feel the warmth. Smell it. Taste it pleasure, sensual pleasure puts you in your body and in the present moment. Yeah. And the more that you I love that, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you. And the more you do that throughout the day, then the more you're just going to be in your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The more you're going to feel turned on and not even quote like sexually turned on that you're just going to go around humping doorknobs but like (laughs) that like 
life force energy. But that like thing, thing. If you want but to, if you want to, go for it. How She's here for it. For I'm here for it. Permission granted. <laughs> um, do you, I'm sorry. Do you? I, I'm not sorry. No. Thank you for letting me speak. Yeah, do you course. know what you wanted to say? Still. Um. We just did an episode a few episodes back on not saying we're sorry. So we're yes. working on it. Perfect. Yeah. Really that's perfect. that's a hard one to deprogram. You're really working on it. It is very hard to deprogram. I'm trying to deprogram my kids now because I was so bad at it. Yeah, for sure. So not necessarily sex drive, but do you, does the pleasure, the day-long pleasure help with reaching orgasm? Is that like... Yes and no. Totally different. Yes and no. So most women are living 99% of the time in their heads. We're in the past, in the future. Are we enough? Are we not enough? Mm-hmm. What did I do wrong? Oh my God. I didn't apologize for that, but I apologized too many times for that. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it takes the average. And I say average loosely woman at least 20 minutes to get physically turned on to achieve an orgasm. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you're saying it out loud. So, so that's like the quote unquote average. Your clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings and really its only job is to experience pleasure. It has no function in urination, menstruation, reproduction, nothing, right? But most women are so shut down, so numb, so frozen in their yeah. bodies. Yeah. That, and then your partner comes in, starts kissing you, starts touching you. You can't feel anything. So then what happens? Oh God, this is taking too long. I'm taking too long. He must be bored. He hates it. I'm just going to roll over, let him finish. Hope it's over quick. Yeah. You just like totally summed up my life. Same. Yeah. So like (laughs) pleasure throughout the day will keep you more in your body. So when your partner starts kissing you, you might already feel relaxed and feel So it might be easier, quote unquote, to get to orgasm. Also experiencing orgasm, like you have to have a sexual relationship with yourself. I don't like the word masturbation because to me, it's very like patriarchal. It's very goal oriented, (laughs) unconscious, like just get the vibrator, check out, hope that you get some kind of release and like, (laughs) let's pray it's under five minutes so I can move on with my day. Right? Like I encourage all of my clients to have regular self-pleasuring practices, which could just be caressing your body lovingly and giving your body love. Yeah. yeah, I do encourage my clients to self-pleasure, to experience orgasm, different states of orgasm, use different toys. I teach jade egg and like, that's probably a whole other episode, but yeah, you can't tell your partner or a partner what you like if you don't know your own body. Mm-hmm. You also can't say it though, if you can't say it. well yes you can't say it if you can't say it you know what I mean (laughs) you can but here's the thing like if you know 
what turns your body on and you can't even say it i mean ladies come on we're like really amazing and really smart we can like subtly guide them to it we can like put their hand there or like you can find ways to let them know that that's what you want without saying it and you gotta get you gotta get comfortable saying it too right exactly well lauren holy shit i mean (laughs) this is a lot that but that was like so eye-opening and i and i'm gonna tell you this is gonna be just so good for our listeners they are i'm so excited but they're afraid to even ask for it that makes sense yeah hopefully this this brings some freedom we always say if you get it out it loses its power so the shame the you know all of the things just say pussy yeah say pussy just say pussy (laughs) reclaim it to your reclaim it say it to yourself say it in the mirror you know just practice pussy 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 say it in the car (laughs) we're going to link everything about you yes but perfect yeah but go ahead and tell them again yeah, so as I said, I'm the magnetic woman in life and on social media. So you can find me on Instagram, the internet. My website's themagneticwoman.com. My Instagram's themagneticwoman. Um, come say hi. Let me know that you listened to this podcast episode. I always love hearing from you. Love hearing what your favorite takeaways are. I have a Facebook group called The Magnetic Woman Soiree where I do tons of content and lives and... There's like a thousand women in there from across the globe, all working on being magnetic and being sexually empowered. That's amazing. This is amazing. That we you've got to come back on with us again. Oh, anytime. <laughs> I want to hear more about the jade egg. Yeah. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Listen, uh, anyone who is listening, we will have Lauren back on. But ask us your questions. You can Please. anonymously send them to us. You know, in an email, like we don't need to know who you are, but get your questions out there and we'll get them answered for you. Or you can just contact Lauren yourself. Yes. And that too. Yes. Headed to the website when we hang up. (laughs) Yes, please. I'm joining that Facebook (laughs) page. I'm seeing what sessions options there are because. I'm ready to do this. We're on the right path. We're on the right path. And if yeah. it's okay, we're here for you. We are, we're on the, we're in the beginning stages, yes. but Very. we are open and we stand with you. Yes. Yay. Thank you, ladies. Thanks, so Lauren. Much. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Say it now, say it, bro. Chat it out. Take it when we go.